Welcome to the Texas Values Report. This is Jonathan Sines, president of Texas Values. Great to be with you on another glorious week in the state of Texas. Thanksgiving is beyond us, or behind us, I guess. That's the way to say it. Um, And I appreciate uh, the time I had last week with my family. Hope you did as well. I scooted out to the greater Houston area and made my way back to Central Texas just in time to watch the Texas Longhorns defeat the Texas Tech Red Raiders. Uh, You know, a couple of teams just scratching to stay alive. It's been uh, an adventurous season for many of us, Texas and A&M, and, you know, Baylor's had a good season. Anyway, this show is not about football. It's about faith, family, and freedom, sometimes football. And we talk about it in the arenas of the courts, the legislature, and the media. And since since... Excuse me, since Thanksgiving is behind us, we're going to get right into Christmas. And one way to talk about that and to address that issue is to focus on the law we have in the state of Texas. We like to call it the Merry Christmas Texas law that uh, coincides with our Merry Christmas Texas project. The law was passed in 2013. And someone who knows a lot about that law is the author of that bill, and he's going to be our guest today. State Representative Dwayne Bohack is going to be our guest today. He is born and raised in District 138 in the Houston area, and that's in West Houston. The communities of Spring Branch, Cypher, Bear Creek, a little bit of part of Katy. He's been a Texas House for Representative for several legislative sessions and terms, and he is on his way out. But before he's on his way out, he's still got some work to do. He still cares about the people that he represents. And one of the things that he did as a state representative, and he's done many things uh, of notable, um, not just graduating from Texas A&M University, he did some other things too, but he helped pass and was the leader that passed the Merry Christmas Texas law back in 2013. Representative Bohack, welcome to the Texas Values Report. Well, it's a pleasure to be on. Good morning to everybody out there. And uh, I'm looking forward to Christmas. Uh, like you said, with Thanksgiving behind us, it's now to start assembling uh, all these people I have to buy for. <laughs> That's right. Well, look, and you know, you and I have worked on this issue for quite some time, uh, how Christmas is treated in public schools, where the lines are drawn regarding First Amendment. And you know, look, I'm going to talk a little bit later in the show. It's also the feast day of St. Nicholas in my tradition. And so just, uh, you know, another added reason for us to talk about it in the relevance of these issues. But, you know, the reason that these issues have come up, the reason that there's the Merry Christmas law in the state of Texas, and people can go to our website, MerryChristmasTexas.com, to find out how that law exists. But for many years, government officials have been getting it wrong. They've been causing problems in public schools or in public places and really getting too nervous or, uh, you know, sensitive about some of these issues when we've had court cases for many years that have cleared these issues up. And so in 2013, you and I worked together to create a new state law to make it clear how these issues related to Christmas and holiday traditions are treated in public schools. But one reason for that is because somebody in your family brought this issue to your attention. Tell us a little bit about how this all came about. Yes. Well, I picked up my son one day uh, from first grade, and I met him at the flagpole, which I typically do. And I asked him how his day was, and he quite energetically said, we decorated our holiday tree with holiday ornaments. And I said, well, what is a holiday tree? And he said, a holiday tree is a Christmas tree. I said, that's exactly right, because there is no such thing as a holiday tree because there's no such thing as a holiday called holiday. So you can't have a holiday tree. <laughs> this it's is illogical. True. So I went rapidly, I would say stormed, uh, but I want to be polite, into the, uh, into the uh, principal's office 
and they had a Christmas tree up on the up on the bar. And I said, can anybody tell me what holiday that that tree represents? Because it's not Valentine's Day. It's not Easter. It's certainly not Thanksgiving. It is Christmas. That is a Christmas tree to celebrate a holiday that we are all going to take off from public school for. So the public school system is going to subsidize a religious holiday called Christmas. And so will the federal government, and so will the state government, and so will the city and county government. And, of course, they said, they told me to quiet down a bit. I Maybe I was talking loud uh, because they didn't want to have to pull. Well, one lady had a Santa oh, apron on, and I guess they didn't want to have to pull those things down. Well, Representative Bohack, you and I have worked together uh, quite a bit over the years at the state capitol and other places. Uh, other than the one time I saw you with a bullhorn in front of the city of Houston because of some outrageous things some of the council members were trying to do, I've never seen you raise your voice. You're a pretty calm guy. I, I, but I would imagine when a state representative walks into a public school and finds out that you know they're doing something that they shouldn't be doing, and it's been brought to attention by his school. That was enough in and of itself for them to realize, uh-oh, we may have gotten ourselves into some trouble. We better be listening. Yeah, so what I did is I called y'all's organization on the way home. And that's what I did. And uh, I forget who I talked to. I talked to Kelly. Is that his name? And he put me in touch with you. Yep. And then from there, we, you looked at case law, and you looked at uh, what the Supreme Court had said about celebrating Christmas in public schools. Uh, of which we have about 1,200 public school systems across across the uh, uh, across the state. So what 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 you did is you actually cra- crafted a bill that gave bright line, you know, detail and clarity. I mean, we just detail, made it clear. Here's what the courts have done. That's yeah. what I was thinking of: detail and clarity about what schools can and can't do. And with that law, we said that they can celebrate Hanukkah and they can celebrate. Christmas, uh, from a historical perspective, they can include nativities. They can include a menorah. They can have gift exchanges without being feared of being sued by the ACLU. They can use the colors of Christmas uh, green and, and red because some silly school districts were using blue and silver and fearful of using red and, and green. Well, and look, uh, let's give Representative Bohack. Let's give our listeners some context here. Let allow me, if you will, I'll give our our listeners some context. Christmas has been recognized as a federal holiday in the United States since the 1870s. Okay, that's how far that goes back. Landmark U.S. Supreme Court cases have made it clear that such such expressions and displays related to Christmas on public property are permissible. Right. So, you know, and you're right. This was back in 2012 before the 2013 legislative session. Texas values was just getting started. We were really birthed, if you will, um, out of Kelly Shackelford's group, First Liberty Institute, where I was working at the time. But we were about to launch our own independent organization. This is one of the first things that we did was get together with you and craft this legislation. And it really was needed because we had seen other court cases um, related to religious-themed issues in public schools in Katy. We saw one in Plano. And, um, and and these things have been out there, and it always seemed to have to result in a lawsuit for the school districts to do the right thing, which I'm thankful that those lawsuits typically worked out the right way. But, 
you know, it costs a lot of time. It costs a lot of taxpayer dollars. You know, and a lot of times the kids are like, you know, in high school or college before these things get resolved. It's ridiculous. So we got together. And if people go to the website, MerryChristmasTexas.com, they'll see how this issue works. They'll see a one pager of what it's okay to do. Now, it doesn't mean the school districts have to do anything. They're not required to do anything. It doesn't force them to do anything. It simply states that they may educate students about the history and cultural impact of Christmas, Hanukkah, and other holidays. But, I mean, when's the last time you saw anyone catch any heat about Hanukkah or any other holidays? It's really been around Christmas. As a matter of fact, you brought up red and green. Frisco School District banned the colors red and green at one point a couple of years ago until Pat Fallon got involved because he was one of your co-authors on this bill. But these are some of the silly things that we see happening. And your law is one page, makes it very clear that it's okay to do these type of things. It's okay to tell someone Merry Christmas. We've had reports from people that work in public schools where they just said Merry Christmas to someone and said, oh, I don't know if you can say that. I think that violates the Constitution. So your bill was right on point, and it was timely. And you had bipartisan support. I think we passed uh, we passed unanimously out of the uh, House, but for about one or two votes. Yeah, uh, I think we. I know we passed right. unanimously. Out there were a couple of holdouts, but that's correct. Yeah, it was and almost then we unanimous. had all those Santa Clauses from across the country who came dressed in their regalia and ringing their bells and everything as we passed that bill. It was really a really a magical moment. Uh, to do something for the do something fun for the students and teachers and faculty uh, of of the state of Texas to to let them know it's okay to uh, put out a nativity and to put out a reindeer and to put out a Christmas tree and and talk about these type of things uh, uh, like we used to do when we were in school. Well, that's right. Look, and you know, like I'm from Houston. I mean, it wouldn't matter if I was there or not. But I mean, look at you know when sometimes these things hit home or you know people forget that elected officials have their kids in public schools and they're going to be paying attention to some of these things. And look, and it's not to be hostile either. I, and I don't know what the circumstances were at your son's school at the time. You know, sometimes people, the the school administrators, they're well-meaning. They may have just gotten it wrong. And that's what this law is about. It's to give guidance too for the school districts. You don't want them having to spend a bunch of time worried about these things or up in arms about what may happen so they can focus on educating kids, and that's what they do best. But a lot of the reason why these conflicts have come up is because other groups, they would they don't want there to be any representation of Christmas and things of that nature at the public at all, public squares, public schools. So they put out a lot of information that confuses people, that makes people nervous, your law makes uh, provides some of the clarity so people, you know, if they hear those things, they know, okay, now I have state law. I don't have to go read some Supreme Court to find out where the issue is and what I can do. Now they can go to House Bill 308 or they can go to our website and download the one-pager txvalues.org. That's what you do best as a legislator. And I think this is, you know, this is one of your finest moments. Uh, and what a great opportunity to also have that connection with your son, you know, to do something really for him, for him to bring that to your attention. That's special. Yeah, that is special. You know, what what the school districts were fearful of is being sued by the ACLU for the smallest infraction of saying Merry Christmas or putting out a, even the tiniest of a Christmas tree. Uh, and what, 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 what this bill did is, is it protected them from those frivolous uh, lawsuits and gave them guidance and uh, and they needed guidance. They didn't have to go, like you said, go 
comb through volumes of Supreme Court precedent uh, to figure out what they can and can't do. And and I think it's I think we're getting the word out. Y'all are doing this every year. The twelve hundred school districts they have their own uh, uh, website where they can communicate with each other with yep. what bills pass and what bills don't pass. Uh, they know House Bill three hundred eight passed. So I tell everybody go out, have a great time, have a gift exchange, have a pageant. Uh, put a nativity out, put a menorah out, uh, put a reindeer out, go have fun. Yeah, look, and I mean, it is it is a lot of fun. You know, you think about and it's an opportunity for people to learn. Right. There is a historical and a cultural element, particularly in the United States when it comes to Christmas. And so it is a part of the teaching standards with the TEKS, the Texas Essential Knowledge and Skills. And it's not the only holiday, but there you see things about it all around. And so it's not just something you know, that just sort of came about. There's a historical nature to it, but there's also something that's cultural about it that's a part of being American, certainly a part of being a Texan. And look, part of being a Texan is the service that you've provided to the constituents of House Bill, excuse me, House Bill, House District 138 for many years. But the word is you're on your way out and this is your last term. You know, look, I just want you to know how thankful we are for your service and spending time with you, working with you, someone that we could really count on so often to file bills like this, to be involved in other issues, to message on things locally like you did against the city of Houston when they went, tried to go sideways against people um, on some other sexuality issues and some harmful issues for business in the faith community. And so I imagine you've had a little time to reflect on your legacy, and I think it's something that you can be proud of. Well, thank you, and Jonathan, I really... I'm going to miss you guys. You guys imported, you know, uh, you guys provided invaluable materials, invaluable bill ideas, invaluable support uh, to us over the years. And, uh, you know, nine terms is enough uh, for me. Uh, I got to, you know, it's, it's, it's just time for me to go. Uh, so uh, I've, I've enjoyed working with y'all. I want people to support y'all, y'all's organization financially because y'all do such tremendous tremendous religious freedom work. Well, I appreciate you saying that. And it makes me think about, you know, I remember sitting in your home when we were talking about this issue, trying to get the word out after the the Merry Christmas bill passed. I remember that phone call too that, that you made. And that does give people a good idea of what we do, what you do, what our organization does, what we work together. Lawmakers bring us ideas or vice versa. We work together. We provide that legal, that policy analysis, and a little bit of of grassroots and statewide support, but so much of it is when that idea starts. How do you get the right words in place? Who knows how to deal with these issues and how to move forward on those type of things? And that's where, you know, great relationships and partnerships are built. And, you know, I've got family right there, uh, not far from the Spring Branch area, so I'm in that area quite a bit. So I'm going to look forward to staying in touch with you. And, um, you know, whether it's you, um, you know, going to an A&M football game, which I see you getting out there, uh, raising your son who's getting up into, uh, he's probably in high school by now. I mean, remember him at the bill signing? It's so funny because I, when I see that picture, people ask me if that's my son because he does kind of look like him. But but it, I'm like, no, that's Reagan. That's Reagan Bohack. Got got the the pin from the governor. What a neat moment. Yeah, well, it is a neat moment. Well, we're, it is a neat moment. we're appreciative of your service and um, – we're sad to see you go, but we know, look, you, you're right. Nine terms, you put in great work. You've got um, everything to hold your head high about and uh, to know that you're a true public servant 
and we'll look forward to staying in touch with you. And we'll probably have you back again, if not um, on another issue, every year because it's important to keep people educated on this important law in our well, state. We have we have one more year of service. So anyway, I wish all of you, your listeners, and you a very merry and joyous Christmas. And uh, and we will talk soon, my friend. God bless you, sir. You have a Merry Christmas, too, and we'll talk to you again soon on the Texas Values Report. Well, that's great to have Representative Bohack in. I'm going to get a little bit deeper on this law because I wanted people to hear a little bit about how it came about and some other conflicts that have happened in the past and, and why it's important, go to the website, MerryChristmasTexas.com, if you want to see a one-page summary that you can download. Print it. Take it to your school. Take it to the principal. Have your kids take it to their homeroom parent or their homeroom teacher and say, hey, just want you to know how this law works. That is what we do. Here's the one-pager. I'm holding it up on Facebook. You can see it. It really is just one page. And but and it's not as if this law you know, hasn't been of help. Right after we passed the law, you heard me mention the issue up in Frisco, Texas, just north of the Dallas-Fort Worth area, where the school district, there was a memo being circulated by homeroom parents and homeroom committees, and I forget you know, what government officials were a part of it. It's been a few years. But there was an email going around suggesting or encouraging, stating that red and green was going to be problematic and some other things that I think Christmas trees that were going to um, not be appropriate to try to avoid. None of that is necessary. If your school is having a holiday party, which some of them are calling it, first of all, they don't have to call it a holiday party, but they don't have to call it a Christmas party either. Um, But whatever they're calling the party this time of year, we know what it is typically about. There's no reason for them to ban certain colors. And look, I'll you know sort of get biblical on you, but I mean, I know some Bibles may have the words of Jesus in red and maybe some other letters in green. I don't remember when red and green became Christmas colors more than other colors. I mean, you see a lot of colors. You see, you know, in my tradition, you see during, you know, and others during the Advent season, you see purple being used. But yeah, we can kind of all accept red and green are pretty common, common, um, prominent colors for Christmas, but it's not a religious thing as far as I know. I mean, somebody, you know, uh, comment on Facebook and correct me, please. But my point is, that's just what the history and cultural part of this. So you've got the school districts so overreacting. Oh, we can't use red and green plates because of separation of church and state, you know, which don't even get me started on, on how that concept is not a part of the constitution, but you know what I'm talking about here. So, uh, Pat Fallon, though, was a state representative. He's now a state senator. He heard about it. He was one of the authors or co-authors of the Merry Christmas Law. We heard about it. We put a letter out and, and said, look, there's no reason to do that. Check out this new law. I mean, within five or six months of this law being passed, an incident came up. But we got it addressed. As a matter of fact, I remember Representative Fallon at the time told me he was going to go to every Christmas or holiday party in the Frisco School District and elementary schools to make sure they were following the law. That's what you like to see from a state representative. But even in the Austin area, there was a um, um, one of the choir groups that had a connection with uh, Anderson High School that, as I understand it, they were doing some things on their own, regretted to singing choir songs, and they were getting some pushback from the school district. We put a letter together, and all of a sudden it was, Oh, you know, suggestions of, oh, you know, things were misinterpreted or whatever. Bottom line is we got that handled so they wouldn't have any trouble in the future. 
And then not to mention, not to mention, why do people say not to mention? I'm going to mention, to mention. How do you phrase it better? Uh, A very key point. We actually had to go to court for an incident in Colleen of all places. A very conservative, I would think Christian-friendly community where a public school employee put up a decoration about Christmas. And that is very common. Most of the public schools, they'll allow them to put up decorations. Now, they don't have to. Remember, the Merry Christmas Texas law does not force schools to do anything. Okay, if you go to the website, that's one of the the FAQs, right? The frequently asked questions. Does this new law first force school districts to teach about Christmas and other holidays? No. It says that the school districts may educate students about the history and cultural impact of Christmas, Hanukkah, and other holidays. And many of them do. Okay, so the law just says you can do it. Because a lot of times what happens is the school districts say, we're not allowed to. Who's telling you that? Okay, where did you get that idea? Oh, I heard that was the law. Okay, I used to love that when people, well, still people say that. In a law school, the, our law professors would say, cite your source. What's the source? Oh, I heard it somewhere. Okay, well, that's not Texas law. So um, can teachers and students face punishment for talking about Christmas? No. It, this law respects the First Amendment rights of staff and school districts that they don't have to be speech police during this time of year, okay? They don't have to, like Representative Bohack was saying, they don't have to say, oh, we can only call this a holiday tree. It is a Christmas tree, all right? So go to the website to find out more. So Deidre Shannon was the was the employee um, at the time in Colleen. They were told they could put up Christmas decorations. So she did like everyone else did. She was a nurse's aide. She put up, she decorated the door of the, I guess, nurse's clinic with a depiction of Charlie Brown's Christmas. But guess what? Her depiction included words that Linus used. Linus says the word Jesus. It was on actually last night here in the Austin area. I don't know if you watched it, but Charlie Brown's Christmas was on. And there's a scene towards the end where Linus gives a big speech. And, you know, you can take it historical or religious, however you want to claim it. But it is what the history of Christmas is. Whether you believe, you know, and follow Jesus or not, that's where Christmas came from from the birth of Christ. So that's what Linus talks about. Well, she had the word Christ on her decoration because that's what Linus said. And she was like, this is a quote from Linus. And the school district said, you got to rip that part off that says Christ. And she said, no, I'm not going to rip part of it off. I'll, I'll take the whole thing down before you make me take off the word of Christ. But there was no reason to do that to begin with. It was an overreaction. We brought it to the attention of the school district. They said, oh, we're, you know, we're, most of us are Christians. We believe in Christmas, but we don't, you know, we had some other lawyer tell us that we were going to, you know, run into a lawsuit and it was going to offend people and violate some law. We're like, no, here's the state law. It's one page. It's very clear. The attorney general from Texas, Ken Paxton, sent a letter to the school district and said, there's no reason, nothing requires you to force her to take it down. You didn't make her do it. She decided to put it up on her own because you said other decorations were okay. No reason for her to take it down. You're not required to do this. They still would not change their decision. There was a school board meeting. Every single person that came to the mic said, this is wrong. Let her poster stand. We were there. Okay, I was on the ground for three days. And so were some of the members of my team in Colleen. Left no choice. Filed a lawsuit. Okay, we told them, if you don't, stop violating her rights. She'll have no choice but to file a lawsuit. So we filed a lawsuit a day or two before Christmas, you know, the students were getting out for Christmas break and went into court on a Thursday. 
And when I saw the judge had a Christmas-themed tie, I thought we might have a chance, okay? But you never know, all right? The AG's office was there with us as well, the Attorney General's office. We filed a lawsuit. We won, all right? And the following day was Friday, and I walked into the school and with Deidre Shannon and Colleen so she could put up her Christmas, Charlie Brown Christmas poster. But folks, that's where this issue has gotten to it sometimes. Charlie Brown's Christmas is getting banned because of things that are said in that movie, but there's no reason for it, okay? And it was a nationwide story. All of these things can be avoided. Go to the website, MerryChristmasTexas.com. But I want you to go to the website too because there might be an issue brewing in your community, in your, your school that you don't know about, and I want you to have the right information. Contact our office if you're getting some pushback and you need some help. Just like in the Charlie Brown Christmas poster, Austin at ISD, Frisco, wherever it happens, we're going to be there and come by your side to support this law and to support the First Amendment on this issue. That's a big part of what we do this time of year. Speaking of that, we're getting close to the end of the year. We need your support financially. We are a 501c3 tax-deductible organization, nonprofit. When we did that work in court and in other issues related to Christmas, it's all for free. The only way we can do that with our team of nine people, we do have a budget over a million dollars because it costs money to do these things, to pay people that have the expertise we do, but you get a return on investment, and we think it's one of the best in the state of Texas. There are also ways to do that with a stock and mutual fund. Okay, Call our office. A lot of great options there. Uh, you know, December is a very important month. As a matter of fact, I saw a stat recently. 25% of donations that come in in December come in on the 31st of December. Now, don't wait that long. But if you do, you can still get it in before midnight. Go to TXValues.org. Make your tax-deductible donation today. Okay, don't wait in case you might forget. And you'll help us protect faith, family, and freedom in Texas. And we'll talk to you next week on the Texas Values Report.